Hello and welcome to Recruiting and Hospitality from Catra.com. I'm Lance Dotner Ryan, and in each programme, as you know, we discuss matters that affect you, employers, hospitality employers to be precise, recruitment, development, retention, and other matters that um, crop up and affect you and your teams. So we we, we like to cover all bases, and um, and that's what we're going to be doing. To, not not covering all bases today, but we're going to be um, talking about um, well-being. Um, which is um, such an important subject, particularly in the aftermath of the uh, of the pandemic. As you may know, we had um, our Cater.com People Awards did take place last year, but in a very different form. We had three categories and in each category we had 15 winners. I know it's crazy. Um, but one of those winners um, with a very interesting um, story, and I'm going to be we're going to be delving into it today, uh, was Compass Group. And I'm delighted to say I had the head of talent uh, with me today, Amanda Scott from Compass Group. Hello, Amanda. Hi. Hi, Lance. Lovely to lovely, lovely to you to be here. I'm glad you could make it and we, we can spend this time. That's brilliant. Um, well, you I mean, it was a, it was a fantastic and well-deserved win. Um, I was recently reading through your entry and it was um, it was just each one of these stories um, uh, from all the companies that, that, that won, all the employees that won are fascinating stories and they all deserve their, their time in the spotlight because they're, they're all they're all different. But um, let's go back to the sort of before the beginning, if you like, um, during the onset of the pandemic or, or before that what were the biggest challenges you were facing as a company before the pandemic yeah just before just yeah, before I, it started yeah i think like any organization hospitality we're continually evolving we are about growth we're about serving our customers um, we're about retaining our people developing our people um you know just creating um value for our clients value for our shareholders and creating a great place to work, like I guess most organisations are. So that, that all yeah. felt quite doable. Because yeah. <laughs> you knew where you were. That's right, yeah. That's right. So when when things first started happening and, and, and it sort of crept up on everybody and then pounced, yeah. what, were your, what were your first concerns then? Um, I think like everyone, the uncertainty was just, um, the biggest thing to deal with. It was completely unprecedented. It's a bit of an overused word, but it was completely unprecedented. We didn't know if it was going to be days, weeks. I think no one, did anyone think it would be months? Um, I'm not sure we did, um, and certainly not years. So I think the uncertainty was really the biggest thing um, that, that we were dealing with. Um, and it was a just the situation evolved daily so so stuff seemed to change day in one from one day to the next um whether it was you know the length of time we were going to be locked down the extent of the lockdown and then we were getting into you know furlough which no one had ever really properly heard of um so i think that kind of the pace of the situation moving and the uncertainty were really the the, the biggest things for us it was stress upon stress, wasn't it, at the, um, at the time? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, so. 
Humbers Group, like like, like other organisations, uh, did do. Even if you were really small, if like if you were a sandwich, a corner sandwich yeah. shop or something, or they were, people were companies were supporting key workers. Yeah. Um, and you were doing that too. Um, how much additional pressure did that put on your people? So, I mean, I think it's um, it's worth saying that a lot of our workers, a lot of our employees were key workers because we were working in, um, particularly in hospitals um, and certainly initially schools. Um, we were also doing staff feeding for, you know, a lot of industry. Um, so, so a lot of our people were key workers um, and that was one of the other challenges was in some parts of the business there was complete uncertainty and, and and closed down so the event side and then in the other part of the business it was absolutely full on um and quite you know quite a daunting task so i think the pressure in the set in the key worker sector was for the individuals on the ground and we did what we could to redeploy staff to um to support those areas um, and did that pretty quickly, actually. And, and people who would normally work in events went and worked in hospitals and we set up, you know, the big hospital at the Excel. So there was no shortage of stuff to do. Um, but we also did other stuff for key workers around food parcels for the NHS. Um, you know, we used our supply chain to provide food to different communities. So I think everyone kind of pulled, pulled together which which was great actually yeah terrific um in terms of well-being of your teams um i mean these circumstances were pretty overwhelming even though you know you sound like you you know <laughs> it sounds like you had a you know the, the mission in place it sounded like uh you know it the, sounds like that it, it does sound like that <laughs> you, made it, you no. made it sound like that <laughs> um but how difficult was it for you to decide what action to take? Were people coming to you at that time and saying we're under, we're, we're not felt stressed like this or what What was happening at the time? Yeah, I think um, firstly, whatever we did, we worked as a team. And that was, I think, you know, when I look back at the decisions we made, the speed that we made them, um, the the ability to communicate, which isn't always our strong point with 40,000 plus employees, you know, I'm still amazed. Um, so firstly, I think working as a team and secondly, I think a lot of the decisions were based on kind of what feels right, what feels right, um, what feels like the right thing to do for our people and for the communities that we work in. So in the absence of um, guidelines or a playbook or a manual to know what to do and what's coming next. That was a real kind of guiding um, tenet of, of the decisions that we made. What sort of initiatives did you take? Um, and what, yeah. what, you know, what, what, how did you, how did, how did you, uh, how did you come to those decisions as well when you, when you chose what to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it did feel a bit like drinking from a fire hose because there was just so much to take on board. Yeah. Um, but as I say, you know, working as a team and making decisions that felt right um, was really important. So we we did stuff from a very practical um, point of view to a kind of more emotional 
um, point of view. And so communication was important. So we had to send communications directly to people's home address around what is furlough? You know, what does that mean? What does it mean for your pay? What are some of the, the questions that you might have? And here are some of the answers. Here's the support that's available to you from a, an employee assistance programme. Um, from a, your, your line manager support, all of that kind of very practical stuff. We set up an online hub for kind of mental health tips. We ran webinars for managers. We made sure our leaders were visible on those. So our most senior leadership were visible. Um, to can, you, can you talk because you, 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 you did some, uh, didn't you do some, uh, there was a certain programs you did in the middle of this where the leaders were very much involved and. Um, yeah, so we, we ran some programs called Looking After the Line. Um, so in an organisation of 40,000 people, we recognise that our line managers are absolutely critical to um, how our employees feel and the support that they get. But we recognise that managers are just, you know, they're in such a difficult position because they have so much stuff to do. So we really did um, want to acknowledge that and we set up um, webinars and I think about five members of our exec over five weeks um, or 10 weeks, I think it was every other week. Um, came on the webinars and talked about their experience and said, you know, here's what's helping me to get through. Here's some hints and tips. Um, just acknowledging um, that that people were stressed and it was difficult and that no one had the answers. So they were really, really well received, those webinars. And I think just was a, a sign to the frontline organisation that, you know, we are all struggling through this and we are doing absolutely everything we can to support. You you say they were well received. What what kind of response did you get from from team members in uh, in what you were doing? So um so those particular webinars were um we we just got lots of notes. We got notes direct to the exec saying from employees saying thanks for sharing your experience. It makes me feel so much better. Um, th they took away some very practical tips around. I've tried that with my team and it's really helped. So we got lots of, of feedback on those, but there was a whole range of other options or other um, support that we provided. Um, and one of them which really sticks in my mind um, is we did welfare calls. We did thousands of welfare calls to people. How did, um, tell me, talk me through that. How did that work? So we had, I think, I mean, again, the numbers all blur into one, but we had thousands of people who were either self-isolating due to COVID or had COVID. And we recognised that these people um, were kind of disconnected from the organisation. We didn't know their circumstances. So we set up a team to do welfare calls where we literally just called them up and said, you know, you, you've been off for you know a week or two. How are things going? How are you doing? And, and that was really the extent of the call. And, and, and also, here's the support. We've got an employee assistance programme. We've got a nurse helpline. We've got a helping hands emergency fund. Here's all the support that's available to you. And we did thousands of those calls and they were absolutely critical. And it just some of the stories that we heard and, and the difference that the team made by just calling to check in on someone was it was just it was amazing. It really does make a difference, isn't it? Hugely, particularly Something when people were isolated. Point. Yeah. And people were saying to us, I can't believe you're calling me. Is there another reason that you're calling me? And we're like, <laughs> no, no, we're, we really are just seeing how you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that call from HR. But in this case, yeah. Yeah. Um, they like that call from HR. Yeah. 
yeah lovely fantastic it's, it's it's again something so simple that can really make all the difference and um and and, and considering there's so many employees as well at compass yeah. group it's a, that's quite a task yeah. um how is your well-being program growing and developing today have you built on things that you've um probably initiated during yeah. lockdown and built yeah. on them yeah so um we really ramped up our employee network which is called you matter during um lockdown and that is a basically an employee-led network that that is the voice of our colleagues to say here's what's happening in the business here's kind of what we need so we've got a whole load of ambassadors mental health you matter ambassadors across the business who help signpost people to get support who promote um initiatives um around mental health me mental well-being so that's something that really took off and we work together to produce we, we would do hints and tips um put them on the website we would do communications we would do webinars um we would people would kind of talk talk to people in their units and say kind of what's happening what do you need so that was a real kind of that was the real starting point for that and that's something that we really are building on and we do have um you know over 100 ambassadors across the business and we'd really like to grow that um so that we just keep keep the network growing and building um we've continued with our mental health um webinars so we don't do them as frequently as we did but they are always very well received we have run um we developed and rolled out line manager training for mental health awareness so that they can spot the signs they know what to look for they know how to make an intervention to guide someone to get the appropriate help rather than fix it themselves um so that's been a real focus area we also during the pandemic um expanded our employee assistance program offering so that anyone in compass can call up and depending on what the, the nature of their concern is, whether that's um, emotional well-being, whether it's financial well-being, they are assigned a case officer who will point them in the direction of the help that they need um, and will be that consistent point of contact throughout uh, in managing that case. So it's a great resource for people that we've continued. Fabulous. That's fabulous. So moving forward, we talked about what you've what you're doing now, what you've done, and what you're doing now. What plans have you got, if you can talk about them, um, moving forward to grow your uh, well-being program for Compass? Because I can imagine that, I mean, like like everywhere else, um, you know, sort of staff shortages and what have you. The industry is going through all of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's all sorts of different things to to consider. Yeah. What plans have you got moving forward? So I think I think a lot of it is continuing to do what we do and provide support for employees but also to hear the voices of our employees because we know it's really tough out there we know that when you're working short-staffed in the front line it's a really challenging place to be so by having ambassadors across the group we have we, we have monthly meetings where we say what's happening in the business what do people need um so really being led by the employees is is the focus um we've got a couple of initiatives in place particularly for people who are have kind of extended periods of absence so there's a patient advocate service which helps them to get them the, the help that they need um that's just going to be rolled out and we'll continue with our, our mental health awareness training, which has had a really good take up and really helps to support the managers in spotting the signs um, before a problem 
you know escalates well that's that's great and that, and that's going to be rolled out as as we go maybe into the next year and yeah um in the two years yeah we'll it's, continue the rollout yeah that's fabulous. That's fabulous. It's. I mean, like I said, I was reading through the um, uh, your entry, and um, and it was it it really was impressive. It's it's been great talking to you about it, Amanda. Thank it really you. has. Um, Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I'd lo- I'd love to invite you back onto the podcast and um, to talk about other subjects as well, because I think we've got you know we could have a conversations about many subjects. We definitely could, Lance, and yeah. I'd be delighted to. Thank you. Brilliant. That's great. That's great. I hope you enjoyed this uh, this edition of Recruiting and Hospitality. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, what's the matter with you? Get on it. Subscribe. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can follow us on Twitter as well. Um, we're at caterer.com. That's caterer, D-O-T-C-O-M. Likewise on Instagram. You can follow us on LinkedIn. We're also on Facebook now. Um, uh, what else that's it just just come and follow us next time and and um and get with the uh get get where well, everyone's talking about it we've been listed actually very recently as one of the best uk hospitality podcasts which we're all very proud of and that's thanks to our guests and thanks to um uh you all listening to us so thank you very much for that i've, I've been lance dr ryan thanks for listening bye-bye